Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane and Nelly with you here today. No Shane, he's a little under the weather, uh, doesn't have a voice currently. Um, so hopefully he gets a little better and we have him back next week. But Nelly and I are gonna probably argue a little bit, a little more than if Shane was here. And then we're also going to talk about quarterbacks. We're going to talk about kind of where we are sitting with the values of these 23 quarterbacks and kind of where we have them in our rankings, things like that. We'll touch on a little bit of the 24 quarterbacks and potentially some of these 25 guys um, that have potentially seen some action. So, um, Nelly, are we confident that Georgia's probably going to win a national championship again? Um, yeah, at this point, I think, I think they're the favorites too, right? Uh, the defense is still super good. Stetson Bennett is somehow a good quarterback. Um, and they've done it before. So like, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, he's probably a good accountant too, or something. (laughs) Uh, Let's just dive in. Um, Obviously, when we're talking about quarterbacks, we got to start at the top of this class of the 23 class, right? So CJ Stroud, the quarterback at Ohio State, and uh, Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama. Now, I realize that most metrics are probably going to say that like Bryce Young hasn't had a good year, right? For all intents and purposes, really hasn't. But do you feel like that has swayed any of his draft capital and or value at this position? Or does he have any shot of of being the quarterback one in this class, or is that just uh, C.J. Stroud's to run away with? Um, I to answer the first question, if of if it's affected his value in a negative way, I would say no. I think the fact that his situation is poor is recognized, and he's he's kind of made the most of it. He's played pretty well. Um, uh, as to if it affects his chances of being quarterback one. Maybe a little bit. I think I think the NFL teams might like Stroud a little bit more because he's bigger, um, and he's maybe a little bit more momentum going into the NFL. Uh, as for fantasy, what I've actually liked this year is he's run the ball more because he's had to, um, and and that's something he didn't do in the past. And we kind of assumed that he could do, but it's good to actually see it. So he actually is my quarterback one at this point. I'd take him over C.J. Stroud in in Debbie. Um, because he has that rushing upside that C.J. Stroud doesn't really have. And is that the only thing that separates them for you? Um, well, I think size matters just in terms of NFL perception. Uh, I don't know how much it matters in my individual evaluation. I guess it doesn't really. So assuming, I guess my assumption is the NFL views them pretty similarly in terms of they'll both be top five picks, top 10 picks at worst. 
And if if that holds true, if they're both drafted it similarly to similar situations, then then uh, the rushing upside is what breaks that tiebreaker for me. Sure, I think I have CJ Stroud a little bit higher. I think like just the pure passing upside is is just a hair higher with CJ Stroud for me personally. Um, but I can totally understand the rushing upside being being something to hang the hat on for Bryce Young. I think the size concern is definitely something that we have to talk about. Um, when it seems like he's not much taller than Kyler Murray um, in some of those commercials that we see in the Heisman commercials. <laughs> so like a little bit worrisome, but I think overall it's the same reason why that wasn't as much of a worry with Kyler Murray is that like I, the, the quarterback position is evolving and it's clear that, that his size hasn't affected him at all in college. So why would it affect him now? Um, mainly because like Kyler Murray, like Russell Wilson, like Pat Mahomes even, they can throw through... Uh, quite a few different arm angles. So I don't think like it's as important of, of a thing being, you know, for their size. Um, so I, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind having Bryce Young first, but I, I, I think I prefer Stroud to this point, mainly because he's had the production this year um, over Bryce Young. But I'm assuming that, you know, for the third quarterback for the 23 class. I hope we agree. If not, this is going to be a really, really depressing podcast for one of us. Uh, I actually think that we do not agree on this. Okay. Well, do you mean, I mean, third quarterback for uh, the 2023 class. Correct. And you don't, is it, do you have Hendon Hooker third? You no. No, I do not. I would personally, like if I was an NFL team, I would take Hooker third over Levis. But I don't think NFL teams are going to do that. I just don't think that Will Levis is that good. I don't I don't either. <laughs> it's so weird, right? Like everyone's kind of in agreement that he's not very good. Um, like plays against Villanova. 11 for 23, 109 yards in a pick. <laughs> Loses to Villanova. Right? They beat Mizzou. Goes 13 for 19, 170 yards. Okay? Relatively efficient. Loses to Tennessee. 16 for 27, 98 yards, three picks. Like, I think he's fine. He's like Jordan Love if Jordan Love was at a Power 5 school. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up really well. I mean, I you don't say a single thing there that I disagree with. Like I don't like I don't like his metrics, I don't like his age. Uh his I mean, he's at Kentucky. It's not like he's playing at a great school. It wasn't like he was a super top recruit. And yet it like the draft community is still high on him. It seems as though people who know scouts are high on him. Mel Kuyper had him as his quarterback one. Like, I don't understand it, but like I think as a whole, we all don't understand it, and he's going to get faded into oblivion. And if he goes in like the top ten, top fifteen picks in the NFL draft, like we can't just ignore him because we all think he's bad, right? No, I'm I'm not saying necessarily ignore him, but I'm just saying at QB three, I think 
I want the guy that can both run the ball and throw the ball better. Like from a fantasy football standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like if if you tell me that Will Levis gets a quarter, he's a quarterback one. Like Will Levis is going to be a top eight, top nine pick for me in dynasty in rookie drafts, right? Like that's not going to change anything. Um, but I think overall, like I think we've seen this happen so many times over the past few years where it's a quarterback that we think that's going to be relatively good um, and even has some okay production to go along with it. Um, and even if like more than likely they end up not getting the draft cap we want. And if they do, they end up either sitting or, you know, all that stuff kind of hurts the value of, of the player. And um, maybe I just don't want to give Will Levis the benefit of the doubt yet. Um, yeah. But I'd rather take a shot on Hendon Hooker because I think more often than not, Hendon Hooker is probably going to be in a situation in which they need him to compete quicker for that quarterback spot than where they would than any team drafting Will Levis because I think Will Levis is a bit more of a projection. Yeah, um, oh, definitely absolutely. has definitely has the long arm talent. Um, he's I wouldn't say he's mobile, but he's mobile enough in the pocket itself um yeah but Hendon Hooker I think he just is a little bit of a difference maker like would it surprise you if Hendon Hooker is let's say Hendon Hooker overall is the QB1 after two years in the NFL yeah that would would surprise surprise me okay yeah I'm not saying overall QB1 but out of this class uh that would still surprise me I I still I still think I would. I still think he's more likely to not be a first round pick than to be a first round pick at this point. Like if he even gets close draft capital to Will Levis, I'll take him over Will Levis every time. I'm just skeptical of that at this point. Sure. No, I I get you there. Um, is there any quarterback outside of these four worth talking about in this 23 class for you? I think there are two names that are at least worth mentioning. Um, and they're both out West. Uh, they actually just played this past weekend. Uh, I think Michael Penix and Bo Nix are both guys who the NFL could like. I don't think they're guys who, who go day one, but I think they're guys that, that could go day two. And that's, that's relevant, right? Like both the, and both these guys are, are mobile dudes as well. So like they, they could, bring relevance like they could have similar draft capital to like uh, a Desmond Ritter had this past year and be in a similar situation same as Matt Corral who got hurt uh, same as Malik Willis like I think that's the type of quarterback we're looking at there in terms of draft capital and situation and I don't think that's irrelevant but it's also not super exciting no I, I get it I think I would rather have Ritter over either of those guys right now mm-hmm um, but again, that's a second round pick. So it's not like it's anything crazy. Yeah. Um, let's move on to this 24 class. Um, I want to say we agree at the top. I think Caleb Williams for me is the quarterback one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently redoing my rankings to redo the quarterback two in this class. Um, which I did have Ewers. He's going down to three for me. Um, And Drake May moving up. Yep. 
I suppose at some point we have to have the Anthony Richardson conversation of That's like, does he fit in the 23? Does he fit in 24? Like, I think he should go back to school, but I still think he's more likely to be a, we'll, we'll go down this tangent now. I still think he's more likely to be a first round pick than not at some point. Um, it could be this year. Uh, I think it's more likely to be next year. Um, but if if he goes and he gets graded by the, the grading committee and they tell him he's a first-round pick this year, which I think is a possibility. He's super sure. raw, but the tools are there. Um, I think he comes out this year. If not, I think he can work his way into it next year. Uh, but you're right. He's kind of like we don't know which class he's going to be, so we kind of don't consider him either class at this point. It's It's kind of an enigma. Yeah, and you know, if he ends up going to the draft, and let's say he gets first round draft capital in this twenty three class, where does he fit for you? Oh, uh, if he's like a if he's like a top half of the first round, like if he goes into the top sixteen picks, he might be my quarterback one. I mean, you look at what Justin Fields has done the past few weeks on the ground. You look at what like. Lamar Jackson is done. Like Anthony Richardson has that type of rushing upside. Like he's that, he's that, he's, he's a freak athlete. He's like the best athlete on the field at all times. Um, and so like, I will take on the risk of him just not being very good, which is a very real possibility uh, for that upside. Yeah. I think even if he ends up with a first round, if he ends up in the first round of this 23 class, I would probably have him at four. At yeah, Even if he's like back end of the first, I'd rather have him over Will Levis, right? If we're going to take the pure projection on what Will Levis is, I'd rather take an, a projection on a guy that is crazy athletic and can run really fast over a guy that can throw bubble screens and throw it far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think you're going to get much pushback on that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. But like, in the 24 class, back to the 24 class, I think it's relatively like those three guys, those three quarterbacks, and then uh, a, a quandary. Yeah. I, I mean, I think at this point, I think I think Drake May is closer to Caleb Williams than he is to uh, Quinn Ewers. It's almost like a, a, agree with that. a top tier of two for me, and then Quinn Ewers is alone in the second tier. I don't know who you have beyond that. Maybe J.J. McCarthy who hasn't done very much. There's no one else who's like super relevant at this point. It's not even worth mentioning. Those top two guys I feel great about. Both those guys, super high efficiency. Those, they're both in the Heisman conversation this year as, as second-year players, and they're running the ball a ton as well. Uh, Caleb Williams, not as much as Drake May, but both those guys are great, great uh Great assets on great weapons on the ground. Uh, Caleb Williams probably a little bit more athletic, but Drake may doing a little bit more now. As we, Kane and I had that conversation on the second podcast, um, at the Secret Chappers podcast. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Quinn Ewers. Uh, just real quick, I'm a little bit worried about him. He, he's sure he's very toolsy. We know he has the arm talent. Like we know that he's one of the top quarterbacks all time. He has not put it together. He's had uh, the first half of the Alabama game, and he played he played pretty well against Oklahoma. He still missed some throws, but he made some great throws there. Other than that, it's been pretty disappointing. Yeah, I think like I I think one thing we have to always have to keep in mind is like this is a first year starter. 
right? And he this would be his freshman year, right? If he didn't leave high school early, like he would have played his senior year in high school, and then this is what would be it, right? Um, I think... I think the the fear that I have with Quinn Ewers is that he's a heck of a lot more um, Spencer Rattler than than we'd like to admit, right? Where he kind of gets a little erratic, um, doesn't really think things through, doesn't find the open receiver quickly, and I think that all that kind of results in in difficulty at at the quarterback position right um so that that's kind of where i'm currently at i here's what i will do right if i have an option to move from quint ewers to either caleb williams and or drake may i'm doing it uh and i don't care i don't necessarily care what that plus is um, I would probably do it. I would also move, um, speaking speaking of kind of these 23 guys, I would also move from, um, I think I'd move from Quinn Ewers to Hendon Hooker as well. Mm. That's interesting. I don't think I would do that. I think it's relatively close. Well, in the similar line of thinking, I guess rank your combine the top of the 23 and 24 class. Are you taking both those top two guys in the 24 class over the top two guys in the 23 class? No, I'm taking CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Drake May. Oh, interesting. So I think I would, I would take Caleb Williams first out of those four. Right. I don't but, know where I'm that, at on Drake May. That's me. That's with me currently knowing, like I get one a year earlier. Yeah. Right. Yep, I, for sure. And it, and if at any time any point in time I'm tied between two players, I'd rather take the one that's going into the NFL faster. Just as a value perspective. Um so that that's where I'm currently at. I think I think there's a chance that I would possibly move from, you know, Quinn Ewers to Hennon Hooker, and I probably wouldn't have a a relative problem with that. Um just out of curiosity, would you move from Quinn Ewers to Mac Jones? Um, Let's say straight Debbie, no C2C. Probably not. I, I think Ewers has upside that Mac Jones doesn't have. And he's riskier, sure. But I prefer the upside. Uh, what if I give you a little more upside in like well, he's perceived upside in like Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson, or do you want to take the age of Quinn Ewers? I think that's pretty team dependent. I I would probably take the old quarterbacks there uh, in a vacuum, but I think you could. I think it's relatively fair. Like, what if we? One of your favorite quarterbacks ever, uh, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett or Quinn Ewers? I would take Pickett. Uh, Kenny Pickett or Zach Wilson. Or, excuse me, Zach Wilson or Quinn Ewers? I would take Ewers over Wilson. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like right in between. It's That's the line right there, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. I like it. Uh, but I think Quinn Ewers, if there's a chance where I can get out of some of the risk of Quinn Ewers, I don't mind doing that. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And um, he definitely is a risky a- asset. If you told me that Quinn Ewers, let's say we do this podcast a year from now, and you're like, Quinn Ewers is probably going to be a top 10 pick. Would that surprise me? Absolutely not. He has every tool to be a top 10 pick. Uh, would it also surprise me if we do the same podcast next year, Nelly, and you say, Ugh, not sure I even see him in the first round of the NFL draft. Would that surprise me? No. Like, I think the the wide array of outcomes is, is a chasm mm-hmm. for him, right? Like, he could easily be that top five pick. He could easily put everything together. But he could easily not and transfer from Texas. Yeah, he has uh he has DJU Spencer Rattler in his range of outcomes. It's a possibility at this point. And so I guess for me, I'm starting to think like, what if I could pay a little more on top of Quinn Ewers and just get out of that completely and get mm-hmm. to a Drake May, get to I know it obviously be more expensive, but to get to a Caleb Williams, um what if I could do that? That would be incredible. What about what about a direct pivot to Anthony Richardson? Who do you prefer straight up there? The Quinn Ewers. Okay. See, I think I think I would take Richardson straight up there. I don't think I would because Quinn Ewers, I think his range of outcomes of being successful in the NFL is much better than Anthony Richardson in a pure Devi. Um, if we had this conversation in a C2C league, I think you could talk me into getting Anthony Richardson because at least then I have some current value for his college production on the ground. Um, but even some potential names where I would pivot off of Quinn Ewers, let's say, I don't, I don't, or not don't, but I can't pivot to a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, right, by adding a little more. Uh, would you pivot directly off of Quinn Ewers to, let's say, Raheem Sanders? Yeah, I think I would, yeah. Uh, Emeka Ibuka? Yeah. Uh, Singleton, probably. Yep. Uh, what about Quinton Johnston? Yep. Would do that, too. Um, interesting one. Uh, M- Michael Mayer. Mm, that is an interesting one. I'd probably still take yours there. Okay. But, like, what right about in that you? range. I, yeah. I think it's close. I think I stick Ewers just because it's a quarterback. Yeah. There, I think that's the difference maker. Um, would you rather have Sean Tucker over Quinn Ewers? Straight yeah. up one for one trade. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's in the same. You named the middle running back here for me. I think it's Singleton, Sanders, and Tucker is all a tier for me. Would you tear down to a younger player and get out of the risk if you could get like Quinchon Judkins? Yes. And well, I guess, and that that kind of segments into the last little conversation that we can have is like, would you tear down from Ewers to Drew Lar or to Connor Wagman or to Cade uh, Cade Klubnik? I don't think so, but I I think it's relatively close. I think I'm I think I want to hold Ewers. But, like, it's hard to even come up with a reason why you'd rather hold Ewers other than, like, oh, he's going to get to the NFL a little sooner. That's mm-hmm. the goal, right? Um, I don't know. I think Quinn Ewers is definitely someone I have to pivot off of in quite a few leagues. 
I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you get a bunch of offers for me, but at least you, or you can come for my Quinn Ewers shares. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with Ewers. I think it's an interesting conversation about kind of where I would pivot off Ewers. Uh, my preferred method would be Ewers plus quite a bit to get to Caleb Williams and just ignore that whole conversation. I think Drake May is probably cheaper than Caleb Williams. But not yeah. by much. Like, I think you're still yeah, I'm with a you. good piece. I'm with you. I'd love to pivot up if possible. I, I don't have a new Quinn Ewers share to pivot up from. So I might send out one of those trades soon, hopefully. Um, 25 class, like, still a lot of question marks, right? Connor Wegman, Cade Klubnik, Drew Alar. Like, the biggest question mark out of all of them is, like, does Klubnik fully take over for DJU? And if so, when? Not this year. I think he'll be the starter next year. DJ is he's set to graduate in December, so it sounds like he's gone no matter what, whether that's the NFL or to the portal or something. Um, sure. But I think that's always been the plan. And Alar has the starting job lined up next year at Penn State. Um, Wegman, assuming he kind of holds on to this, his first start was very good. His next start was not good, but – He's young and talented. It's interesting. We haven't seen much good from this class yet, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, those guys have all had moments of good, but uh, as a whole, they've been just average. Uh, who knows what we're going to see out Devin Brown and Ty Simpson, the other two five stars. It's like a, it's a weird class. I don't know what to do with them at this point. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, and I think this feels a lot to me like you know, that uh, that further down tier of, like, Jay Butterfield, like, you know, the few years ago and we were in, like, nah, who do we want out of this tier? And you know, and the correct answer was no one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily, like, full pivot off of 25 yet, but it's not feeling great about the, the quarterback group here. I've already, I'm on record saying that I think Drew Lars value is already too high for what he can ever produce at Penn State. Um, so he's probably lower for me. I might prefer Connor Wegman at least a little bit for like NFL prospect, but at the same time, like I don't like Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> and he can yeah. he can buy a player, but he can't buy a win. So um I don't that's kind of where I'm at. Uh where are you at with these guys? No, I mean it's the same thing. I, I don't really I'm not excited about any of them at this point, which is not a good thing. Um I think I like Wegman the best at this point. He's shown I mean, he's the only one who's started a game and he's he's started two games, he played in a third. He looked good in his first start. He looked very good. Uh he they have a soft matchup this week that he has another chance to play well and um and he's also he runs the ball a little bit too, which that's I have a soft spot for that, but I'm still not super excited about him. I guess one other name I would say is at least worth mentioning at this point is 
Uh, I would say the best freshman quarterback has been MJ Morris at uh, NC State. Sure. Um, I don't know. He's fighting the uphill battle of being an, uh, a less lower pedigree recruit. You have to kind of earn earn the upper status when you start out lower as opposed to the opposite. Uh, but he's been by far the best freshman quarterback in the country. No, I, I, I'm with you. I think he answers the question of which quarterback do I want? Mm-hmm. At least for now. Like, granted, next next season, I think answer will answer many of the questions we have. Right. Um, so we'll kind of have to get to that there. Um, unfortunately, Shane's not here, so he can't teach us anything. Um, so we'll just dive straight into our buy, sell, and unknown stock. Um, I'll just start. Uh, I think it's this is the right time to pivot off Quinn Ewers. Um, <laughs> Like we just had this conversation, right? That like there's just too much risk associated. Um, so I would rather just fully pivot. Uh, a buy for me is Michael Mayer. Like he's just too solid of a player. Like you're passing up the best tight end from the 23 class uh, because you don't think he's athletic enough. Like he's going to test fine. He's not going to test like through the roof. Um, but he's going to be a solid tight end for quite a while. And let's be real, all you have to do to be a tight end one in, in fantasy football is to breathe near the end zone. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, I'd rather that. Um, an unknown stock for me, I'm actually going to go with an NFL player. Um, I'm going with Trey McBride. Uh, he's he's the unknown stock for me because I don't know if he's, like, fully going to take over what Zach Ertz was doing in that offense. Is um, Rondell Moore going to fully start to take over? Are they going to share that role? Like, if Trey McBride can't take it over now, is there any ever any hope for Trey McBride to ever take that position over, even if Ertz was no longer going to be there? Um, that's kind of the, the question that's up in the air with me. Um, I guess if I, I don't know, do you try and just get out, Nelly, of, of Trey McBride? And try and sell for a mid two, and and kind of just see what you can get. Uh, I would sell him for a mid two if I could. Okay. I don't have much much hope for him. Gotcha. Um, what do you got? All right, yeah. So I am buying. Um, I, oh, I got a fun one actually. I'm buying Alton McCaskill. That's a name you probably haven't heard in a little while. Um, yeah. Running back at Houston. Uh, remember, if you remember, he had a very, very good freshman year last year. Uh, I think he had over a thousand yards. He had a ton of touchdowns towards ACL in the off season. Um, now Houston has a very good offense, um, running backs this year. None of them have stepped up. Uh, so he's going to step in next year right away. I would think, uh, they're moving to the big 12. So they're going to be a power five team. Um, if he can come back healthy, that's the biggest caveat. I think he steps right back into mega production, especially since Clayton Toon is is graduating. So they'll they'll probably lean on the run a little bit more. Uh, I think he's a great guy to go out and buy right now, as everyone has kind of forgotten about him. And you'll see a, a rise in value next year. So um, I was looking at my ranks. I got to get him back in there because I think he's he's. I think it's inevitable that he rises as long as he's next year. Um. My sell is, and I've kind of talked about this topic for weeks now, is uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Alabama wide receiver. 
I've been searching and trying to find what, like I've been trying to decipher what what to do with these Bama wide receivers. And I thought I figured it out a few weeks ago. I thought Ja'Cory Brooks had emerged as the one there. And it's just not happening. Uh, the ball keeps getting spread around. Bryce Young is throwing the ball to everyone because no one is good enough to get the ball a ton. Um, and that includes Ja'Cory Brooks. I don't think he's in that, like, there's a top tier for the 24 wide receivers with Marvin Harrison and maybe Igbuka and Worthy. There's a second tier too. I don't even know if Brooks is in that tier at this point. So I'm okay selling him. I also think next year, I think quarterback can be concerned for, for Bama next year. Um, if they go to Jalen Monroe, they're going to run the ball more. There won't be that many passes to go around or not nearly as many as we're used to. So I think that's a concern for him moving forward as well. Um, unknown stock is kind of, uh, it's like a trio of guys. Um, Damian Martinez running back at Oregon, Jaden Knott running back at Cal, and uh, Caleb Johnson running back at Iowa. Three freshmen who have played well. They've shown flashes, uh, different levels of production. They all seem to be the starting running backs on their team right now. But they were lower recruits um, playing for uh, like teams that aren't as blue blue chip. So I just I don't know what to do with them in terms of NFL stock. Like I don't know if these guys are true NFL prospects or if they're just guys who are going to be good college players. So uh, those are guys I'm looking out for. I don't know if I'm buying or selling though. Um, I then quick, uh, Damian Martinez, Oregon State, not Oregon. Oh um, yeah, but though we do love Marquise Irving at Oregon. Yeah, we yeah, that's a good shout too. Former Gopher. Um. I would still miss him. Um, but that's all of it f- uh, for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Uh, make sure that you join the Discord. It's free. Just wherever you're listening to this, click on the link and, and join for free. We'd love to see you there. But that's it for me and Nelly. Just want to say uh, thank you mo- so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you.